Hey guys, happy new year. Welcome to the Steve and Crypto Show. Brought to you by thestevestrout.com. I'm Steve. I'm Crypto Zoo. Happy New Year. How you guys been? Hope you guys didn't party too hard and get too uh, drunk and end up with a lovely hangover. That's never fun. I don't miss that shit one bit. And no, my- uh, Speaking of not missing that stuff, we kind of had a conversation about, about uh, sobriety and stuff in our last episode with... Uh, I know you listened. You weren't able to join us for the for the conversation, but I know you listened and enjoyed, and I'm sure you got something out of it, which I want to hear about for sure. Um, but we talked with Dan O'Day, the singer from the punk band The River City Rebels, who've been around for damn years, man, probably like 20 years. But uh, chatted with Dan. It's been a while. It was a good talk. Talked about crazy times and i mean most of you guys probably listened about crazy stories about pissing off audiences and all that fun stuff that the rock and roll debauchery which is i guess that's why uh people want to be rock stars right <laughs> yeah yeah there's there's a lot involved with you know the rock star image and um you know some people just want to go in and trash hotel rooms and party and some people want to, you know, let their creative side flow, and it just depends on the person. But I, I definitely, that, but I need definitely that good was, mix. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, you know, I don't really party a whole lot, but I, I've had a show or two where I've been outside of the hotel room at four o'clock in the morning with a bottle of Jameson, um, rapping at lightning flashes in the sky. <laughs> so. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a fun time in Eastern that was, Washington. That was pre-parenthood, uh, I'm sure. Yes, it was. <laughs> All right, that's yeah, good. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I definitely listened to that episode, man. You guys had a good little talk. It was cool to to hear you speaking with one of your favorites in the game, you know? Like, just, I'm, I'm sure you were excited about that. You could kind of hear a little bit. And, and, um, and you know, hearing stories from from him you know about like being booked after bands that maybe weren't the best fitting you know and and then kind of having the crowd deal with that i know all about that <laughs> i i've experienced it myself it's it it's awkward but the fun part about it is proving yourself to that audience so yeah for sure well um yeah man that's hopefully things get better this year and we get some new river city rebels music but uh, yeah. for now, you guys should go over and uh, subscribe to Dan's YouTube channel, the Rebel Gaming Club. It's pretty cool. Like we talked about, he does a lot of like thrifting and, and video game collecting and stuff. You know, he's a big nerd. There's a there's a lot of that going around. But uh, <laughs> especially people that are into to our show. Yeah, well, and it's it was kind of funny. I don't want to spoil anything here for anyone who didn't get a chance to listen to it, but it was kind of funny to hear Dan, you know, talk briefly about how he wasn't sure about that stuff going hand in hand at first, you know, and then it was like, hey, dude, you you know, if you if you pay attention, you you have a lot of the same fans. People that are into the art and you know, comic book pop culture side are usually into music quite a bit as well. Yeah, it's. I think it's just, it's a, uh, it's like a, a 
creativity thing you know what i mean like creators supporting creators which is which is cool which we need more of but that's what this show is all about yeah and speaking of this show uh this episode we are going to have a fun guest i know i've mentioned a million times that i did a uh like a horror host uh profile series over at the steve strout the what was it halloween before this past halloween so dang it's been almost two years now but uh we're gonna kind of keep that going here i know i feel like i might have had to twist your arm a little bit to get you to agree to it but i think you're kind of finally seeing the 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 light at the end of the horror host tunnel hopefully but um yeah, this episode we are going to have. <laughs> yes, we're going to have a talented young dude from Louisiana. He's a uh, his character he developed is the voodoo gypsy werewolf known as Dario Evil, and uh, he's good, man. This kid's talented. He's young, but he like somehow he has like this great respect for this kind of pet like american tv pastime type you know what i mean it's like back in the days horror hosts were like it there were celebrities and then it just kind of like faded away for a while it's starting to pick up again you know I mean, people like spangoli and joe bob briggs and them but like kids like this are what's keeping it alive and i think it's cool and i'm excited to talk to him but um we'll get to that a little exciting. bit later um it's exciting for someone his age to be interested in that kind of thing you know yeah. so we're we're excited to hear what makes him tick you know i that's that's kind of my thing on this show like i um to, to reference the uh the article and the the paper we have the the uh peninsula uh uh Poor Townsend leader, us for the Olympics, you know, Brown leader. They interviewed us recently, and and I mentioned in there that I kind of, when it comes to talking to people on this show, I like to hear what makes them tick and pick their brains, and you know, see like what what inspires them to do what they do, you know, like what what keeps them going. So I'm definitely excited to hear from Dario on those kind of topics. Yeah, I think the most interesting thing to me is the kid. I think he's like 20 years old, and, and like. The the heyday of like the TV horror host was years ago, like before this kid was even thought of. You know what I mean? Like he probably wasn't even swimming around in his daddy's balls yet. You know, it's like, you know, like it's crazy. <laughs> like, it, like the 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 height of the popularity was before my time. So it's like crazy to think about that. But um. Mm-hmm. Like I said, before we get to that, uh, a couple things I want to. To mention that we discussed before is uh, all the the HBO Max stuff, whatever it's called. That was called HBO Max, HBO Plus, whatever the hell it's called now. I think it's HBO Max. Yeah, whatever, <laughs> whatever. But that HBO streaming <laughs> thing yeah. that uh, yeah, they were talking about uh, they were gonna, that old chestnut. Yeah, they were gonna launch all the 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 Warner Brothers movies on the same day as theatrical streaming on this HBO app, which, you know, that's pretty cool, I guess. I mean, there's some of the movies I really wanted to see in theaters, but I'll take it however I can because I'm fucking tired of waiting. 
for all these great movies to come out. <laughs> but um, the uh, Godzilla vs. Kong movie, which is one of my most anticipated movies of this year and yeah. last year and next year. and But uh, <laughs> hyped about that. And uh, I guess there was a little issue. There was almost like legal issues with the uh, production company and Warner. It was uh, apparently Legendary got pissed off because HBO didn't give them notice before announcing that they were putting all these movies streaming the same day. So it kind of ticked them off. And I guess there was almost like legal action taken and stuff, but I, apparently they're working out a deal. So we're still going to get Godzilla vs. Kong same day. But the Dune movie, they're, I guess they're really fighting that one because uh, Legendary like picked up like three quarters of the tab for the movie production. And they really want it straight to theater. So we'll see how that all works mm-hmm. out. But it's like there's so many friggin' movies. Like I hope, you know, this whole straight to streaming thing is new. So I hope all the studios and and the streaming platforms sort everything out. Because there's a ton of movies coming out. Like there's supposed to be the Ghostbusters Afterlife movie with the uh, one of the kids from the Stranger Thing, which is cool because I love all the been, Ghostbusters stuff. In Wolfhard, yeah. But, you know, who knows? That'll probably get pushed back or some shit. And what's some other ones? Candyman, which already got pushed back. And that's supposed to be August now. Um, yeah. Um, did you uh, did you hear about Halloween Kills? That's pushed till, what, next year? Uh, no, actually, they have decided, if if I recall, decided to put it out this coming October. And I believe they're they're basically saying like streaming or not, you guys are gonna get it. Because we were supposed to have it last year. Like many of these other movies that you're listing off. We were supposed to have it last year. So they said, you know, whether it's theatrical or streaming, you're you're getting Halloween kills this year, this October. And and then after that, for anyone who doesn't know, there is one more. We're getting Halloween ends. Um, you know, who knows how long it'll take for them to put that one out. But they have two new Halloween movies in the works. So, so we'll see that one in like 10 years, but, um, (laughs) that's, I mean, there's a lot of stuff we're waiting on that a lot of us are excited about. I mean, is there any other stuff coming out that you're looking forward to or any news that you've heard about? Oh, dude, I'm, I'm really stoked. I mean, the listeners can't see it, but I have the resident evil umbrella tattoo on my hand. So, um, I'm a big fan of uh, the Golden Girls, you know. Um, <laughs> no, I uh, I'm really stoked for the new Resident Evil movie. If anybody, you know, doesn't know about it, um, this is a kind of a reboot, from what I hear. Um, I, I, there's no trailer out yet, but there are a few still shots online that I've seen of you know some people in Raccoon City. Um, and as far as I know, there is no Alice character in this movie. So it's a whole new batch of people. I don't know if they're going to bring in um, Chris or Leon or any characters from some of the older games, but no Alice for the lead in this one. So Hmm. I'm excited to see if they can, if the movie can carry itself without that character. 
you know, if it can be as successful or maybe more than the old six movies that we've already seen, um, you know, we'll see. I mean, who knows if it's actually going to come out this year, but I have seen like the, the, you know, the production shots at least. Right. So, yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah. So uh, there's a, uh, like talking about streaming, a lot of the streaming services are, are buying rights to a lot of the movies too. I guess there's going to be a, a Zack Snyder zombie movie coming out in the summer on Netflix called Army of the Ooh. Dead. I don't know anything about it, but I mean, Zack Snyder makes cool looking stuff. It's not all always great, but it, it usually looks cool. So we might get some interest in there. Um, anything else? And who, who doesn't like a new zombie movie? You know? Hey. Um, I mean, something with it. zombies in it to check out. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm at least gonna watch it once. Yep. I'm gonna give it a shot. So, um, yeah, I mean, this this isn't uh, so much in the the film realm, but there is a new Evil Dead video game that is being worked on, and I, I mean, that's one of my top horror franchises. I love it. I love the campiness of it, um, and the old games. For anybody who ever played them on PS2, they were fun, but they they just had something missing, so I'm hoping that by you know 2021 now they have worked on it, you know, um, and and made this one special for the fans. Um, so you know they already confirmed, of course, Bruce is coming in to do the voice on it for the game. Um, the I can't think of the actors' names, but uh, Pablo from the TV show, and then the the girl that was on the show, they're supposed to be in there. There, uh, I, I'm, but I believe it is coming out this year. So we'll see. With COVID, everything has changed. You know, and, I mean, the dates are so up in the air. But I've been seeing some ads here and there, and it looks like they're pushing for this year. You know, for so we... if you're a gamer and you like your horror games, it's one to pick up. Before we started rolling, you mentioned some other uh, Bruce news too, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Um, so, and I just read this this morning, actually. Um, he is supposedly going to be doing a drive-in movie theater tour. I don't know if you guys have, have picked up on this, but, you know, some stand-up comedians have been doing little drive-in movie theater tours, um, doing stand-up or whatever they they have to, you know, to share. And, I mean, it's better than nothing, you know? I mean, they, they can't get into a, a full arena or a theater but, you know, you can pull up in your car with however many people and and listen to them, you know. And and uh, I know Burt Kreischer, the comedian, he's been doing some shows like that. And he actually stands at the gate as everybody goes, you know, as they're leaving and says hi to him. And thanks for watching the show, you know, really trying to make a point of of being you know thankful, showing people he's thankful for them coming. So Bruce is going to be following along that path. He's going to go out and, and do a, a tour of some some sort, probably like a. Q&A type of thing, telling stories or whatever, you know, we'll, I'm sure we'll hear about it as it gets closer to that time. Right. But, right. um, but yeah, so he's going to be doing that. And, uh, they also said that he has some more books in the works or, you know, in the future. So for nice. anybody who read, uh, hail to the chin or, or any of his other stories, that's kind of exciting. Well, the books aren't really surprising though, because he, he kind of is very fond of himself. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get it. That's cool, though. I mean, it's that's that's a 
it's a popular franchise and I think it'll do well. The drive-in tour sounds pretty cool. Like I'd even go to that. That's pretty neat. They'll probably like screen a movie and then have him do a Q&A after. But uh, I'm uh, since we're, we're uh, not to uh, change the subject away from movies, but did you watch Dexter? I caught a little bit of season four at my friend's house. Um, kind of had a little marathon one day. And I believe that's the season that John Lithgow was in. And I always liked him from Harry and the Hendersons, Third Rock from the Sun, things like that. Saturday Night Live when he was on it. So I, I got into that season and I know that the whole show is up online for streaming. So, you know, when I take a break from one of the other million shows I'm watching, I'll, I'll get into that one. It was, it was good. Um, I really enjoyed the show. Um, except the way it ended, it was just kind of trash how they ended it. So I guess, I guess they're in production now for the reboot. Ooh. I guess they're doing a short season. I don't know if it's actually wrapped the show up properly or what, but I'm really looking forward to that. It's going to be, it's going to be good. That was a popular show. It was a great show. I mean, they killed most of the characters, so I don't know how, <laughs> if we're going to see any of the old characters back much. I mean, maybe flashbacks well, maybe or something, but I was, I was going to say maybe it'll be a prequel type of thing. No, you know, it's definitely maybe... supposed to be like, 10 years later or something, however oh, okay. long ago. I think the show was like eight years ago. Okay. It's definitely supposed to be a follow-up to the, the show. Cool. But um, yeah, I mean, it was a cool show. I mean, I dug yeah. the hole. He was pretty much a serial killer of serial killers. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, just worked for the cops and killed bad guys in really fucked up ways. That was interesting. But um, Yeah, I loved what I saw of it. You know, I, I think I need to catch up and watch the rest so I can be you know current when this new season starts you should i think you'll dig it man yeah you'll dig it but um speaking of dexter uh this week uh january 13th to be exact i'm not sure if we'll have this episode out before then but we're hoping to get it around then but on the 13th uh fright rags is gonna be unleashing their first collection for the showtime series dexter and they're going to feature five brand new shirts and an exclusive snapback hat, which is really cool. If you know, fright rags, I mean, I've shopped there many times and I know you've bought a lot of stuff from there. I love that website so much. They, I, I mean, if I didn't have kids and, and could spend more money on that website, I probably would. Um, I mean, really they've, they've been bringing us, you know, fans of the horror community the best apparel and horror, you know, and accessories since 2003, they've been around a long time now. Um, and they, they offer a wide range of products, um, for all your favorite creature features and slasher flicks and cult classics. It's a great website. Yeah. They got so many exclusive collections, including John Carpenter's Halloween universal monsters, which is a personal favorite of mine, night of living mm -hmm. dead, which is, Another favorite, which is my all-time favorite, Creep Show. Favorite of mine. Twin Peaks, Evil Dead, which we Another were just talking about, and like <laughs> so many more. And it's all officially licensed and available now at FrightRags.com. 
So if you want to go out to Fright Rags and check out all the officially licensed apparel, you know, hats, socks, shirts, everything you need to deck out your, you know, yourself to deck out your room. You know, you want stickers for your car. You got them. They got them. Uh, so if you go to FrightRags.com, Steve and Crypto listeners get 10% off when they use the code Steve Crypto 10. That's Steve Crypto 10. One word at checkout. Do it. Go there, buy a bunch of stuff, and get you that discount. The code will only work once per customer, but who doesn't like to save money and who doesn't like cool shit? So go to FrightRags.com. Right. It's Fright-Rags.com. That's and right. uh, tell them Stephen Crypto sent you. Yeah, don't forget use that code. Um, so yeah, what uh, what else? Did we just get into the interview, or I think maybe we no, should? No, I'm pretty uh, excited to talk with. You excited? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to I, talk with them. I'm excited to finally get you dragged in for a, a chat with one of the horror hosts, which is like my thing. So that's cool. But okay, before we get to the interview. Let's uh, remind everybody that we are going to start that new segment where we allow some of you to come on and pitch a project you're working on, whether it be a book or a comic book or a movie or just, you know, you're just selling some art. Just um, we want you to come on and pitch it to our listeners for, you know, 10 or 15 minutes. And, and uh, yeah, just reach out to us like we've been blasting everything out on social media you know how to find us for sure we're responsive so you hit us up on anywhere instagram twitter facebook we'll respond reach out tell us what you got what you're what you're hawking and uh it's cool it'll be fun to have have some of you on the chat you know yeah you know if you're creative artistic if you got something that you're you know, trying to get out there for, for more eyes and ears to check out, then we just might want to talk with you, you know? So, um, send us a, a message, you know, on the, uh, the interwebs, you know, uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and, um, you know, pitch what you got going on. Cool. And, and, um, we're actually looking for a fun little name for this segment. So if you got something silly, you know, we're coming up with weird shit like, you know, like fast pitched, elevator pitch, you know, something to pitch your ideas, something fun that might yeah. get a little I'm chuckle. Not... That might get a little chuckle. I'm... I mean, we, we, we talk about everything, pop culture, you know, we'll dabble in comics, everything, but we do really have an emphasis on horror. But, you know, we're into weird shit and scary stuff, but don't mean we don't have a sense of humor. So if you come up with That's something right. funny extra points so hit us up let's get some of you on here to, to show off some of your some of your goods and don't forget go to fright rags use steve crypto 10 at checkout get you some awesome horror theme swag and yep. let's get we, to well real quick uh dario hold on one second just want to let people know we're also on the bias a coffee app you know, for anybody who wants to check that out and, and maybe kick a coffee or two, a couple bucks to the Steven Crypto Show just to help us keep things going, to help us improve, uh, to, you know, get new Lord equipment. Knows, God knows we got to improve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe so we have a better internet connection. So we're not all like, eh, 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 you know, through the, the discussion. 
Um, but yeah, you know, for anybody who, who just is feeling generous and wants to head over to buy us a coffee, you can find us there. I, I think the, the whole internet connection thing will be less of an issue once the world is safe again. And we could actually don't have to do everything remotely and deal with our trash, small town internet connection. Anyways, we fucking love you guys. You guys are going to dig Dario Evo. (laughs) He's awesome. He's a talented kid and we are ready to chat with him and looking forward to hearing you guys feedback on it. And thank you guys. And we'll be back soon. Thanks for listening. Hey, we're here on the Steven Crypto Show, and we are joined by one of the fun, interesting, very uh, dedicated new horror hosts, young new horror hosts, which is very intriguing to me, and we'll talk about that after, but we are hanging with Dario Evil, the host of the Mausoleum of Terror out of the Baton Rouge? Yep, Baton yep, Rouge, Baton Rouge Louisiana. Louisiana. Are there any other hosts in Louisiana right now? I know we lost the legend mortgage over the last year, but... Uh, yeah, um, I recently learned about Morgus the Magnificent. Um, it was last year, no, year before last, before he passed away, the year before he passed away, is when I learned about Morgus the Magnificent. Um, he was amazing and i wish i learned about him sooner because his show his show was something that you probably never seen before it's like really spectacular there was a lot of people talking about his show even after he passed away they said oh i remember going there to this particular channel and he would be coming on they said how crime rates dropped and he was just entertaining everyone in the local area and other areas. It was amazing. Yeah. I've, I've only managed to see a little bit like old YouTube videos and stuff because like I kind of immerse myself in the history and try to learn about it. And, and like he, he was his show. It was like watching a, a sitcom with Ex- movies exactly. split up in there and it was cool. It was, it was good. He was definitely a legend, but um, I think it's, from what I've seen, I haven't seen any other hosts in Louisiana at the moment. I know there's like some Mississippi, Florida, you know, around the Gulf, but I think you're the you're it right now, aren't you? Yeah, I'm the only one here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We haven't had a host for over 30 years. The last one here in Baton Rouge, I believe, was last ones here in Baton Rouge was um, either Count Macabre or Doctor Shop. Right. I believe he moved to Philadelphia, though. Yeah, Afterwards. Dr. Shaw. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. We had Avalon, Count Morgan the Magnificent, Dr. Shock. Um, who was it else? Who else? Um, I believe we had a, quite a few, actually. Right now, I'm the only one in Baton Rouge, but in New Orleans, I believe that the Spooky Time Show, the Spooky Movie Time Show, which is fully animated, I think that they um, joined me from Louisiana. Okay, so they they are in Louisiana. I I know I've heard of those guys, and, and I'm pretty sure I like a, follow them on social and stuff. A fully animated show. It's really cool. Like you know, animated that it looks like it's for um for kids. Yeah. And um, 
It's probably they not. animate the whole French quarters. <laughs> yeah, it's probably not. But oh, okay. <laughs> they um, animate. They're able to animate the the whole French quarter and everything, and um, change it to a Louisiana setting. So yeah, I think this show is um, cool. I, I think people here in, in Baton Rouge probably don't even know what the heck a horror host is. Some people. Maybe not in my age bracket. Don't even know what a horror oh, yeah. did. Well, we'll see that. That kind of leads to something I wanted to ask you. Is like you know, when it comes to the locals there in Baton Rouge, like, are you are you getting any, you know, any any sort of a following there? You getting a little local following for you, or or are people still kind of not hip to it, really? Um, it's kind of both ways. Um, majority of people are not hip to it. Um, <laughs> a lot of people around me do not do horror, and it's kind of hard explaining you know, your passion or your hobby that you're doing right now. And you're like, oh, yeah, I'm a horror host. They're like, what the heck is a horror host? <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, well, a horror host, you know, is a presenter of a movie, a horror movie late at night, usually um, public domain movies that are um, that are shown and free to use um, to the public. And they're like, oh, well, that's um, cool. And I said, well, you usually get into costume and, you know, I'm like, it's really, really interesting. So, guys, come on. Yeah, Watch. pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you build, you build a character. It's it's a performance. Exactly. It's, it's really a performance art because you develop this character and you portray I, this character. That I that. try persuading um, persuading um, individuals that... um. It's not used to scare people. It's um, used to entertain. Um, I think that everyone is shaken up because of the horror movies that we have today. They say, oh, it's got so much gore and so much stuff like that. I said, no, that's not my, my goal. My goal isn't to scare you. No, it's to entertain you. Really, like most, most of the classic horror movies are pretty pretty tame compared to what we see now compared to yeah. a lot of modern stuff so it's like it really is a, a watching a horror host can really be like a family event like you look at like the best example is Fenguli. like he's so g-rated and just fun i know like he he shows some bad movies there's <laughs> like most horses will show a bad movie but you still have to it's like an event to watch him every week because Nine times out of ten, his bits and his his act is more interesting than the movie. <laughs> it adds something to it. But t- you take these old movies that we've all seen a million times, and like, like you did Night of the Living Dead recently. Night of the Living Dead is a movie that is it's my favorite horror movie, and, and that film and, would never die. A million, yeah, it's you amazing. know, just to, like every horror host has hosted night of the living dead but but uh they've all hosted it but it's it's like you guys all add your own we twist. have our own different world yeah you all add your own thing to it to make it feel new again which is why i love watching hosted movies when the viewers come into my mausoleum they leave the outside world and you're in my world now <laughs> Oh no! Seriously though, you're in my world now. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty much the whole, the whole point of it. It's just like to be entertained, to escape, you know. 
So that's, yep. that's cool. I had to grab something to show you guys. So I know people listening are not going to be able to see this, but since we were just talking about Night of the Living Dead, um, many years ago I did a show at a, uh, um, a glass shop um, that was having a grand opening. And so we were playing, uh, <laughs> and they made the flyer into a Night of the Living Dead poster, but it's Night of the Living Dub. And we were playing with like a right. dub band. And so they, they replaced like the arm in the guy's hand, you know, with a little uh, harmonica thing. If you can see that at the bottom there. Hey, it is. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. This is like my favorite poster out of all. I, this is just a binder full of like flyers and shows that I've done. And this is one of my favorite posters that, that I've ever been handed. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Yeah. I just had to bring that out. I think that's really cool. Who would ever? Oh, I mean, well, I know I probably wouldn't be thinking about that, like turning that into a band poster. I'd be like, whoa, that's really creative. I really like yeah. that. Yeah. So I have one question for you. I was wondering if there's like a specific person, you know, that, that kind of kickstarted your interest in horror hosts. Um, maybe some of your. You know, relatives, parents, grandparents? Well, that would be my mom. My mom introduced me to um, shows like, well, two shows in general. Um, Tales from the Crypt and Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Those nice. two spiral this that I'm doing right now, horror hosting. Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> good, good way to start it. You know, that's that's a good little intro. So, so yeah. was that your first exposure to horror? Um, no, actually, I can't remember. I know I started watching horror when I was very young, which before ugh, I probably was watching it earlier than that as a baby, <laughs> but <laughs> I probably was born with it. <laughs> Some of us yeah. are. <laughs> yeah. What would you say is probably your? Your uh, earliest, what was the earliest memory of horror? Oh, oh, the Langoliers. That movie scared the crap out of me and my siblings. I have two other brothers. And every time I come on as children, we would be terrified. We used to watch movies late at night. And, you know, it'd be really dark in the house. And we're like, we don't really want to go down the hall. Is it all? I used to have uh, nightmares about a vacuum cleaner that would come to life in my dream or about an octopus that would um, come and try to eat me or something like that. And I was like, <laughs> even in my nightmares, I was like, oh, the octopus is going to eat me. <laughs> like, looking back at it, it was really ridiculous. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, we've all had funny little dreams like that. I used to have dreams I was being chased through the woods by Bigfoot. So. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah, that's a classic. Yeah, that's a good one. So how how is it that uh, you're a young dude? You said you're twenty. Yep, twenty how, years old. How how did how does a twenty year old who all this this horror host horror hosting was like not dead, but it was kind of like you know a 
sort of an afterthought and thing in the past through like your whole lifetime. So how did you get so immersed in it and what led you to develop the character and, and start doing it yourself? Well, in 2015, I, um, I went to Google Plus and um, with that particular platform, I was able to um, share links, um, links of YouTube uh, movies that probably was not free to host. I'm so glad I didn't get on screen and host those like <laughs> those hosts because I would have been in probably big trouble. But what I do is I put a link of the trailer of it and I say, hey, guys, this is a good movie recommendation. And I think that you should watch it. Um, 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 and <clears throat> I shared a trailer. And when I shared a trailer, if people would actually say, hey, look, the um, trailer looks cool. I'm going to go check it out. And that spurred me to creating a look for the character and actually getting on screen and hosting horror movies. So was there one particular host that, that you stumbled across or something that, that kind of really inspired it, that made you think like, oh, shit, I could do this? Elvira. Elvira, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would you say Elvira. that she's your favorite? Is she a favorite for you? or? Oh, yeah, she's my all-time favorite. Yep, she's yep. one of my all-time favorite. Then cool. from her, I started learning about other horror hosts that I didn't even know about. When I was watching her, I was like, hey, look, there's tons of other people that does this. There's everywhere, everywhere. And I'm, I, I started learning about other horror hosts when I was 15. So I was like, hey, look, they can do it. I can do it, too. What, um, what are some of the other horror hosts currently putting shows out that kind of inspire you and, and motivate you to? Be better and to keep doing what you do ah so look we got um the mummy and the monkey i first that was my first promo my first promo um dr gangrene we have who is it who is it i like to say count um count Duvall. that's his name i Con believe count Duvall. yeah count Duvall. legend um, he's been at it like 50 years oh yeah um, I learned about Sammy. Um, Sammy, I don't think is Sammy still active. No, no Sammy, right? which Sammy? Um, Burgundy Hood, Terry, Green Sammy Terry. Yes, yeah, he's uh, he passed a few years ago, the original guy, but I think his son took over the role and he's still doing it. Yes. Uh, he had a very unique way of doing it. They had um, the laugh. That's what you remember about Sammy is that laugh. The the laugh. Just the Sam, Sammy Terry laugh. Yeah, I can't do it, <laughs> but just just look it up. You'll hear the laugh, and it's like is is unique. It's like his thing. Yeah. Um. Let's see. They had. Oh, oh. This is a good one. I can't see how I missed this one. I used to watch the Twilight Zone. The Twilight Zone had a host. Yeah, right. that, that kind of yeah. counts because really, when, people don't think about that one. When I was a kid, there were there was no host. Like Elvira was around; she was famous because she was on all the commercials and everything. But you know, it just had like the Crypt Keeper and old Twilight Zone reruns. And at one point, there was that 
awful uh, Freddy's Nightmares series. Do you remember that? And it was uh, like Freddy. Yeah. He it was like Freddy Krueger hosting short. Uh, oh horror, dang! Horror really movies. Cool. Yeah. Yep. Like episodes. I think they were like hour long episodes or something. They were. It wasn't really good, but it was just cool because it was Freddy Krueger. So 80s, he basically so. did what Al Lewis um did from the monsters um grandpa. He went away from the the movie scene and he started doing hosting. Yeah, Grandpa Monster did that for a little while. Yep. Yep. Uh, I mean Eddie Eddie Monster's hosting now too. He's, he's uh, hosting hosting he's, movies. He's doing a show out of L.A. with Ivana Cadaver called Macabre Theater. I don't know if you've heard of her. Yes, I surely have. Yeah, she I, he um, does. He's on her show regularly. I'll follow her on Instagram. I haven't yeah. gotten down to checking out. There's so many horror hosts. There's so many. Yeah. Way. So that's why I, I tried to do my uh, the uh, series I did last year, the horror host series, to try to get some of the names to teach people about some of the hosts that they might not know about. I mean, I threw it. I, I mean, I had like Svengooley and Concord of all, but then I had other like new hosts. Like, uh, have you watched the Mondo creepy show? Ah, yes. Mondo creepy. That she's hilarious. And the she's wonderful so girl funny. in the video shop. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Her, 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 she's in like an old haunted video store. Oh, you know, cool. I really love her look. Her look is, is is it stands out. I really love her look. Yeah, I'm about to check she, that out. And she's super charismatic and just funny. She is a funny person. I I haven't gotten a chance to actually sit down and take a look individually at different shows. How I usually learn about um new horror hosts is through Bradley Beard and his um portraits, his wonderful portraits. Recently, he created one for me. I really love. I really love those portraits. I saw really that. Neat. That was very yeah. good. Yeah. Right. We had Brad on the show a while back, but um, his portraits, like there's a bunch that I didn't even know of. Like, holy shit, who is this? And why do I want to learn more? And just, and there's a dude, he put a new one out what, every day. And he had a bio and everything written for him every day. Like he dug deep for some of these people. Exactly. He helped, he helped make my backstory for my character. Oh, uh, did he? That's cool. Yeah, he really did. He, that dude so, is he's he is a definitely a friend of the horror host scene. Like without I feel like he's one of like the driving forces behind it all. Like he's bringing people together, like you know, like people like uh 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 David Desmelchin are finding out about a lot of you guys because of like Bradley Beard. Yes, I had a um special shout out by um David um, a while back on the horror, what was it? It was the horror host panel. Ah, yeah. yes, the horror yep. host panel. Yep. And That's cool. he said That's that I was creating a new generation of horror hosting, helping create a new generation of horror hosting. And that meant a lot. So, so yeah. what do you think um, it'll take to get some of the younger folks, like your age, maybe younger, to get them to notice? Um, well, I, first off, I have to really try hard to point it toward a specific crowd that would be, um, interested in horror hosting right now. I think the crowd that I'm aiming at aren't really interested in 
horror hosting, and it is totally cool. Of course, you know you can't create, you can't make someone like something that you know that you um really love. But um, I think that to actually, you know, I, I might need to try and go to a different audience and try and see if they are interested in it. Yeah, find find who yeah, likes you and just let that snowball to but um it can be like, tough to find your crowd sometimes but once you do man it'll it'll start to spread yeah actually um i did want to have i do i do think i have a method of because i think our some of the followers on instagram i think they really think that the character is cool and um instead of always seeing dario Hill all of the time i think i'm going to just put a post up for just once a month I want about Dario Evil. I don't want to Dario Dario Evil them out, and right. they get too bored, or you know, don't want to, you know, pay attention anymore. Right. You don't want to bore your viewers out. I don't want to bore them out or anything. Yeah, I mean, if you had the means to probably put episode out weekly, it would be different. But it's like us; like we put out an episode every couple of weeks now. And it's just we have this one episode that we're like promoting over and over and over, and I'm sure some people are like, "Fuck this guy again," and yeah. like, oh but God. it's, yeah. but it's like, no, I mean, I know. Sometimes you just gotta fucking cram it down people's throat until they catch on and just accept it or just stop following you. I don't know. It's 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 tough, oh, man. Me. It's I've, tough. I've gone through a lot of that. Trust yeah. me, I think they've seen Dario Vilna say, what the hell is that? I'm unfollowing. <laughs> I lost. Well, I, <laughs> at first, I was all the way almost up to like 1,300 followers at first. And then when I stopped posting more Dario Vilna, started dropping. I was like, no, what happened? No! Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's that. I think it's just people, they just shift their attention so so often that it's kind of hard to to keep keep them interested and then they're constantly changing like social media you know like how they let people see stuff the algorithm is so the algorithm is always changing and screwed up and it's just it's hard and also and if unless you're posting stupid memes people don't pay attention (laughs) yeah (laughs) I actually wanted to um do a local show, even if it's one episode. I wanted to um get more people local to pay attention because I think more people here in my area don't really know um uh, about Dario Hill or who he is. And like I said, we haven't had one we haven't had a host over thirty years here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And I think that if I was able to go to one of my public access stations, which we we do, we have Louisiana Public Broadcast Studios here in um in Baton Rouge, where they um they show educational shows. I don't know how would they take the horror, but the show is supposed to be educational because it's teaching people about some horror movies of the past. Yeah, and film that history. Yeah. Was forgotten. Yeah, I mean, I would, I personally, I would do that. Go see if they'll let you in there. Because most of the time, you could use their equipment for free. So, I mean, you could film yourself with, like, 
high tech stuff. Like I don't I don't know what like you do it all yourself right now, right? You don't have yeah, I, um, everything that I do is strictly at home. Um, green screen, black screen, you name it. <laughs> Cheap props. Cheap props. I just don't know how to go about getting into contact with a new, an actual new studio. And I don't actually know if I have enough guts to do that. <laughs> just take one of your episodes and and uh, just email <laughs> find whoever in charge of the program at the studio and just email them and be like, look, I have this show. I have this many episodes and I want to run it on public access and see what happens. Gotcha. Now um, I know you do your, Oh, Oh wait, no, no, no. You go, you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just, I was just thinking, um, you know, uh, you know, you do everything from home now, but I mean, say down the road, you know, um, COVID's gone. We're able to have like live events again. Do you ever see yourself maybe trying to do like a, a live show, maybe in a theater where people would come and see you and, and you introduce a movie, you know, you could be like, um, you could be uh, kind of doing like a, uh, you know, showing Frankenstein. You, or something you look like at like that. the mystery science theater guys. They have yeah. live shows it, where they just yeah. riff on the movie to the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, Something like that would be cool, man. You could do commentary, yeah. drop facts, whatever. Like, would you be into that kind of thing? Oh yeah, I was like when during this whole um, quarantine time. Whew, uh, during this whole quarantine time, I was thinking about um, about live shows and things like that, and how I'd be able to do that. Um, I was thinking about getting a projector screen, being able to sit like right by the projector screen enough where people can see, get a microphone and host this big bag turkey right here. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and you, you, you aspire to be a, a performer because you act, you sing. So that would allow you to really put that out there too. And people could see that you're not just, just this one dimensional character. You're actually a performer. Yep. I heard that there was um drive-in movies that was happening over, you know, quarantine time. I was like, if I could just if I could just, you know, put that character out there in front of um people that are in their vehicles watching. They're like, "Hey, that's actually cool." You know, uh what is it that that guy is doing? It's like it's horror hosting. Yeah, and you know, um to get more people interested. Talk to you know, if if you know Dr. Gangrene, message him and ask him about that. I know he does things where he'll do, he'll do uh, like driving movies and he'll go up and like intro a movie and people are into that. Like that's one way to get your name out there. Yeah. Or he could totally. give you tips. He's a really cool. Have you ever spoken with him? He's like a really, really, uh, he's a good dude. Like any questions you have, he'll he'll answer he'll give you advice he's really helpful and he you know he loves pushing the the newer performers and stuff so he's a good dude to talk to like i highly recommend it yeah i will be talking to him i do like a lot of his um his posts when they first come on actually matter of fact i set every horror host notifications on so whenever they put a new post out is bing 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 is that like oh well there you go chinatown bing 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 <laughs> so we mentioned every time we mentioned acting um 
you one of your your sound like one of your uh favorite things you do every year is you perform in like one of the top haunted houses in the country oh tell yeah us, tell us a little about that <laughs> so um the 13 gate haunted house here in baton rouge louisiana has been voted i believe number one haunted house attraction um through all 50 states wow what i do is i am slap zombie my character is a slap zombie i really didn't think i was going to get that position because i'm not really scary a lot of people said hey you're cute but i don't look at you as being scary but it's different when the makeup comes on when the makeup comes on it's as if i'm a totally drop dead character i'm not Pun intended Exactly. So how did yeah. how did you end up getting into to uh doing the haunt? Well, a friend of mine has said, Hey look, we're we're doing auditions. Um maybe you should come on down and audition. I think this is in twenty nineteen. Yeah, twenty nineteen is when I started. This would have yeah, this was my second year at the hunt, twenty twenty. And I came down, and it was like, I, can, I think I was very high-spirited. I think that's how I got my role. Because they, they wanted a lot of people that were energized and able and really ready to work. I um, said that I was available for mostly all of the days. I was in school at the time. I was going to um, a community college not too far away from there. And I was like, hey, yeah, I can get there. I can be punctual on time. And I, this was like one of my very first jobs at the 13 gate. So I haven't really had a job, a paying job before. And it was really fun. You get to see what goes on behind the scenes. You get to walk through the behind the scene corridors and secret hallways and stuff. Get scared while you work there and everything. <laughs> I even had a, um, a paranormal, um, a paranormal thing happened to me there. Yeah. Oh, really? What what happened? Tell us what? about it. Yeah, spill it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I know a lot of people is probably not going to believe this. I have at least two or three witnesses. We were standing, getting ready for this was in 2019 before the virus hit, and we were all getting ready for our costume. We were getting ready for to put on our costumes. This was before I put on. I had makeup, and I was standing by a door. The dressing room was dark. It was a, a dark dressing room and I was getting ready to go in there. I turned my head and the next thing you know, the door just slammed. Slammed shut. And oh. then one of our <laughs> one of our managers came by. He said, maybe it was just the wind. I looked and said, okay. Yeah, that was, that's not funny. <laughs> it kind of made me not want to go in there um, because of what happened. And I was looking like, okay, anyone else want to take this dressing room? I think I'm waiting for the one that has a light flickering in it. But this one isn't it. See, that's that's interesting because isn't kind of that that region? There's supposedly a lot of like paranormal activity, anyways. Actually, so yeah, the Thirteen Gate is haunted. They yeah. they even had a, a, a full blown out documentary about it. Interesting. I'll have to I'll have to search. Even for that. on a travel channel, yes, the travel channel. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, that's it's kind of cool and fitting that that you're 
doing your character Dario Evil in that area because there's like a history of this spooky stuff and then boom here's this spooky character it's kind of, it's yeah. kind of it's kind of like a perfect area to do it and it's weird that there's not a a See, that, scene there for it Louisiana has a good bit to do with my character development let's see i have it's called the louisiana voodoo gypsy werewolf horror host right so i put louisiana first i was born and raised here in baton rouge louisiana and of course when i was younger i'd always hear stories about voodoo and things like that and oh don't go there and they'll hit you and stuff like that i was like oh okay so um with the character i always had an obsession for werewolves i threw werewolves in there I love gypsies, like with the crystal ball, threw that in there. And then I needed something that was that was Louisiana-based. So I did voodoo. And I was kind of skeptical at first about that. And, and, you know, not too many people really like that subject, voodoo, because they get scared. <laughs> yes, but... I just went on ahead and did it anyway. And um, there's a lot of people that said they love the concept of the character, the Louisiana voodoo gypsy werewolf horror host, Dario Evil. I'm absolutely <laughs> drawn to it myself because I, I also like werewolves a lot. That's probably my favorite universal monster would be Wolfman. And also the voodoo thing, I've actually been kind of intrigued by that um, just at a young age and seeing it in, in certain movies. Uh, the main one that comes to mind for me is Child's Play. I'm I'm a big fan of Chucky, and that's part of it. Is just the whole voodoo concept, you know, behind the whole thing. And and uh, when he's walking through the the house to see John, and he's got the little doll of him, you know, and he's oh, what you want, broken leg? Sure, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I just yeah, I like that. Classic body transference, You're going from one body transferring to another, even if it's you know dead already. But hey, who wants to? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just been kind of an intriguing thing, you know. Like, I I'm interested in uh, in things that may or may not exist, and you know, kind of uh, concepts that we're not sure if it's if it's a real thing or not. You know, it's just it makes it more interesting to me. Oh, there you go. Yep, oh. Speaking about dolls, this is my little. This is basically my son on um on the show. His name is Binky. Oh, yeah. nice. Hi. <laughs> Hello, Binky. <laughs> Binky, I was asked, did I do voodoo because I created this character? I looked and said, uh, no. I said, you do know I just handcrafted this and just put this together for my show, right? People were actually asking me, hey, can you do voodoo? I'm like, no, I don't do voodoo. I don't know the first thing about voodoo. <laughs> We had a technical difficulty. We are back on the Stephen Crypto Show talking with Dario Evil, the host of the Mausoleum of Terror. Um, so yeah, let's. Uh, we're talking about voodoo and people asking you if you did voodoo before you left, but then you disappeared. So maybe we shouldn't talk too much about voodoo. Um, yeah, maybe let's talk we about. Away. Let's talk Moving about um, what's next for the show. Like you mentioned that you're gonna be trying some new stuff with with the series. What are you what are you working on? Actually, right now I'm working on a 1980s series of Dario Evil's Muslim of Terror. And what I'll be doing is 
I'll be joining all types of 1980s movies from the public domain. Movies like Mausoleum, The Children. Um, what else do we have? Um, House by the Cemetery. Uh, Dawn of the Mummy. I have some actors coming in from the 13th Gate that will be um, guests, get doing a guest appearance on my show. And um, I also have horror host, co-host for the show. Right. Nice. So it's very exciting. Can you say who, or do you want to keep some of them a surprise until, until go time? I was going to say a few, but I think I want to keep a few of them a surprise. Actually, I have them all written down here in my notebook. I jot all of my scripts and everything down into one notebook. Yep. So, so let's don't lose see. the notebook. No, do not. Definitely <laughs> not. Trust me. This is my um. What's what's the um book from the Evil Dead? What's it called? The Necronomicon. The, Necro, yeah, the necro. Uh, it was always so hard to pronounce. <laughs> necro, yes, yes, yes. This is yeah. my. See, I I like when people are still old old school and use a freaking pen and paper. Yes, I know. I said I, I got, got my notebook right here. Yeah, yep. this is my yep. this is my spell book. Oh, right he even got the he even got the spiral bound notebook too. Yeah. Yep. You need like a trapper okay. keeper to keep it in now. Do you guys you guys probably don't remember those either. I do. I used to have, I had one that was like a basketball type of pattern on it, you know, like the little oh, like bumps the and everything, yeah, the, yeah. like basketball skin on it. Yeah, it was cool. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I have The Mummy and the Monkey, Halloween Jack, Slash, and Igoro showing up on my show. Hell That's yeah. Boy, Igoro. Um, yeah. yeah, Halloween Jack is, uh, he's another big, uh, big backer of the whole scene with the like he's he's involved with the monster channel isn't he oh yes he's yeah. the um leader of the, the um horror channel actually he's going to be helping me host tenebrae which is um he told me it was his um favorite horror movie from the 80s and um wait was it halloween jack i believe it was halloween jack i don't know <laughs> i talked to a, uh, quite a few this week so yeah. um <laughs> Sorry if I made a mistake. <laughs> Too young to be getting confused, man. That's my thing. <laughs> That's my bit. <laughs> yeah, you got some years before you start getting confused. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's that's cool. It'll be good seeing some crossover stuff with other hosts. That's a good way to get more audience and interest and kind of bounce ideas <laughs> off each other. And, and um... exciting. I'm also supposed to do um, a crossover with Slash and um, Roxy. Okay. Okay. Yep. I mean, I know of them. I'm not super familiar with their show, but that's that's good. I mean, like I said, grow the scene and nurture it. And cause it's good. It's a pretty, uh, it's very, it's inclusive, but it's like really. Uh, passionate. Passionate. Yeah, people are very invested in it and and very supportive of it. I guess maybe inclusive wasn't the proper word. I mean, there's no there's it's it is, but it's like it's kind of weird. Like honestly, you're one of the very few persons of color who are horror hosts. There's like Lord Ludraw. Yeah. We have uh, Z Monster here in the Northwest, who's not really super popular yet but she's good um in yourself is is that like 
Is uh, that for a challenge? Is that like a challenge for for you? Yeah, pretty much. I had some people um, tell me, "Oh, well, let's just go ahead and put it out and be real." Louisiana isn't really too, um, like if they're used to seeing someone of a different um, um, skin color, maybe not of my my skin tone, they'll probably be more comfortable seeing someone else do it instead of me. Right. So I was told this about uh, by many of my friends. They said, well, don't you think that, you know, they would be, more comfortable with seeing someone else do it. And I was like, yeah, but you know, there are very few versions like me doing this. Um, and I want to inspire a couple more of those versions. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. To, um, to get into this field. I mean, cause you never know who out there watching who's who, um, who may be interested, interested in becoming a horror host. Um, doesn't matter what color your skin is. And if I can play a role of doing that, I really want to do that. Right. I don't care yeah. what color you are. Right. Yeah. And also, you know, with your age too, being, you know, as young as you are, you might inspire some other you know, younger people to, to say, Hey man, this seems fun. I want to get into the same type of field, you know? And I mean, after what you just mentioned, you know, with the people in your area and how they are, um, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, you, you might feel like you have a little bit more to prove, you know, but, but I'm hoping that once you do and you win people over with what you do, that it'll feel so much more rewarding to you, you know, and, and you'll, you'll be like, all right, gotcha. Yeah. It's like, you that. Know, extra, my, <laughs> it's like passing that like extra obstacle. Yeah. It might you take know, a little bit of time, fulfilling. but when you do, you'll be like, cool, I got them now. And you know, they're rolling with me and, and following what, what I do. And so I hope that you reach that point. You know, yeah. I think the most important thing is you love what you're doing, and, and just keep doing it. Just keep mm-hmm. doing what you do, and keep if you love it, just keep doing it. It makes you happy. It's you know nowadays it's hard to find things that bring you true joy like that. So if you find it, hold on to that and just do it. Honestly, this about. podcast right here is something something that I enjoy a lot. I know Steve does too. You know, we enjoy just connecting with people like yourself and and just, you know, bullshitting and kind of <laughs> figuring out what what makes you guys tick and what makes you do what you do. Yeah. I think it's really cool that um that you know, you you um are able to compose the podcast and join with many people, not just in the horror realm, and get to talk to um, people and see what is it that they do and what inspired them to become who they are today. Yeah, that's yeah, that's another thing. Like you say, not just the horror realm. That's like our something we're into. Like we're trying to get other people to notice creators from different like genres and mediums that they wouldn't normally see like you know there'd be maybe somebody who's into comic books listens to us and they check out your episode and like wait who's this guy he's charismatic and he sounds interesting let me check out his show that's like what we want you know it's not about any individual person it's just about creating Mm -hmm. this community within all of it you know yeah just connecting people but um 
I think uh, you want to go ahead and plug your social media. Um, I don't know if you have a website set up or anything, but I do know you got what Instagram, you got a Facebook page. Plug that stuff and uh, let people know where they can find you. Already. Um, so my Instagram, which is uh, the main source of my, um, that's my altar. <laughs> um, my Instagram's use my Instagram is at the real underscore Dario Evil. My Facebook is Darius Parker. I do believe it is my Facebook. I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> of course it's my facebook but <laughs> I, I i sometimes i forget the name of it i think it's it's either under dario eville or darius parker i think it's darius parker my twitter um oh Lord. i keep forgetting my tablet's not charged yeah tell you what let's um, we can we can put this list together and we will put links up and everything um yes um last but at least my YouTube is Dario Evil. That's D, capital D, A R I O, E V I L L E. Dario Evil. And I should pop up the guy with the red, black, and white <laughs> turban and crystal in the middle and the black and white face paint and eyes. <laughs> the guy you, you would, you search Dario Evil in the. Uh... The guy that you would expect to pop up pops up. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's right. But, Probably the first thing that pop up is Moon of the Wolf, nineteen seventy-two. Yep, yep. Okay, well, hey man, thank you for coming on and hanging yeah, out. Yeah, thank you. It's been and great chatting with you. Appreciate it, and uh, hopefully, some of our listeners jump on your bandwagon and check out the show and i'm looking forward to seeing what what happens with the other host crossovers and the 80s movies and stuff that'll be good um yeah we keep an eye out for that for sure yep i'll be doing it monthly i'll be dropping an episode how many how many uh episodes you plan on putting out right now i have 13 episodes and i i can tell you all of the movie titles if you want i have them right here you know, if you got it, yeah. let's hear him. Yeah. Okay, so we have Blood Song, Dawn of the Mummy, The City of the Dead, Dogs of Hell, The Hearse, House by the Cemetery, Dead Time Stories, Creepers, Eternal Evil, Tenebrae, Hell Knight, The Children, and Mausoleum. <laughs> so That's if, great. If, if you guys are... Uh, into any of those movies, if you're a fan and you want to catch a new a new uh, take on it, keep an eye open. Uh, jump on his YouTube and check out Dario Evil's Mausoleum of Terror. And uh, give us a give us a little Dario Evil before we wrap it up. <laughs> oh, righty, let's see. Mm. Hello, viewers, and welcome back to Dario Evil's Mausoleum of Terror. I'm the drop-dead host that you wish that you can ghost. (laughs) Right here inside of the cemetery of New Orleans. You know, I don't get paid for horror hosting. I do it from the kindness of my heart. Maybe it's just the rigor mortis that sets in. Uh, Maybe it's just because I'm drop-dead crazy.
altogether. <laughs> I don't know. But I hope that you're all having a spooky and creepy night. But for some of you who aren't, when you go to bed, have spontaneous nightmares. And until then, rest in peace. Nice. See, I was like, let's awesome. put him on the spot, but I think he had that plan. <laughs> no, no, I really didn't. I was really nervous. I did not know what to say. Uh, he was like, well, you well, did, well, you did good. So, see, <laughs> yeah, he does, he's, he, he sings, he acts, and he does improv too. As, yeah. As, well, thanks, man. We appreciate yeah, you coming on. You. It was fun chatting. And uh, we'll definitely keep in touch and catch up soon. And maybe partway through the season, if it's going well and we'll jump on here and do a little promo for it or something oh yes and um the same i, I still want um a clip so i can put it into my show for the steve and crypto um show to promote it yeah oh we'll, yeah we'll talk man, about we'll, we'll talk about that off off uh off air and we'll plan that and we'll we'll do most definitely definitely it's yeah. been my pleasure i've i've enjoyed every second of being here reporting you guys are really fun, and I love the, step, um, the Steve and Crypto show. Thank, thank you. you. You're and welcome. I want to thank the listeners for hanging out with uh, me and Crypto and Dario Evil. Um, to remind you guys, head over to Fright Rags and use the Steve Crypto 10 code to get 10% off your orders and visit our Buy Me a Coffee. That's Buy Me a Coffee. Steve Crypto, and of course, you know, you can find all our links everywhere. We blast it in you guys' faces all day, and we might annoy some of you, but you keep coming back because you can't get enough. But uh, <laughs> we love you guys to do listen and sticking with us. Thank you. Um, be, be sure to follow Dario and Steve and myself, uh, all of our you know different uh places you can find us. Yes, and thank you guys for listening. 